There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Cookies and cake. What about that? Yeah. You know that lyric? I thought Count Basie had maybe a beat like that. Count Basie. <laughs> Welcome back, Ryan Kelly, morning after 8 o'clock hour here on the program. Uh, Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Sylvan, Vaughn, Plowhawk, Action Jackson with you. Um, Ken Strode will rejoin us at some point. It's a seven minute break, then. That was a long one. That was Doug's way of saying, yep, I don't know. <laughs> uh, guys, I would put Taylor Twelman on Balloon Party as the Lister of the Month. Send him a goodie bag. That's from Kevin's brother, Jack Demoff. Taylor Twelman will be with us uh, today. Has he had a hot take recently? He did. He got a scalding take, actually. About what? He goes, right. the Cardinals suck. And he goes, people would rather go to a city game than Bush Stadium anyway. Oh. Oh, no. I love the take. If you want to rile people up on that, that that's exactly how you do it. Uh, so he will be with us, and uh, that's at 10.30. John Denton will be with us at 9 o'clock on this program, and you are welcome to text in, email in, 314-881-TMA5, EDF group text inbox, and you are welcome to also uh, email in, design air, heating, and cooling email today, the morning after, at insidestl.com. And you know what would be perfect? For a summer day in St. Louis, another new sponsor here on TMA. And, Doug, is there a a sponsor more synonymous with St. Louis than Ted Drew's? Welcome aboard to Ted Drew's. And both Ted Drew's locations are open. They reopened the South Grand location. I know. Of course, the historic Route 66 Chippewa location. Make Ted Drew's part of your summer tradition and visit often for delicious frozen custard, and uh, you can stop by the uh, monument because uh, you'll only be about, oh, Doug, would you say three-quarters of a mile from uh, what is known as the Tim McKernan birth home 
uh, oh. Tam Avenue that is now a uh, it's a federal. Yeah. Do they have those plaques out there yet? No, they do. They it, put them up there. I think you can put that strip there on Chippewa. Hampton area, right? With that, you start off with the Target, and even Raising Canes and Chick Fil A Caddy Corner. Then you go to Donut Drive-In. Bill, you get yourself, I think, a Starbucks right there. Lions Choice. Now you got Legrands, right? And then you pull in to what I think is Heaven's Gates there, and that's Ted Drew, the owner of that wow. place. Whoever runs the Chippewa location, me and Madison go there quite often. Isn't it Ted Drew's? Is I, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's the uh, guys and gals guy, but it's the the manager of there. Could not be nicer. The little, no. Oh, just the ice cream. The guy's phenomenal. a Gales guy. That's Ted Drew. That's yeah, I know, but that's it's not the guy who is like the manager of the Chippewa no, location. Probably not. So, He's probably but he is. Could be. Concretes, malts, shakes, sundaes, mm. floats, ice cream sodas, quarts are also available. Just start talking about it. And Doug, do you feel anything in your jowls? Ugh, I, yeah, sometimes they, they start watering right there. I was there just last week. What did you get? And I even went to that. Uh, what did you get? The souvenir place next door. Did oh, you see that walk in there? They got some neat St. Louis souvenirs, Ted Drew souvenirs. I always get strawberry concrete. Mm, they always get the hot fudge Sunday. Do you? You don't know, say Sunda. I like that. Don't I say like that, Sunda. Doug. I feel like it's Sunday. the Eisenhower era. Yeah, I don't like Sunda. <laughs> I like a Sunda. Sunday. I like Sunda. I, I, I like Please. Indies. Please don't say Sunda. <laughs> but you know what they also have there is at Christmas time, we always get two wreaths. You know, they do the Christmas trees and yeah. the wreaths. And it's real pine. Like, it makes your house smell like, a, like seriously, like you lit like five pine oh, yeah. candles. What, I, what I'm always impressed by is the person taking your order will sit there and listen, and you'll shout out five or six different things. I know. They don't write it down or anything, and then they come back, yeah. and it's perfect. The order's perfect. It's so time. great. And, and that line, you see the line, you go, oh, my God, but it, you fly. It moves. Sure, it, it moves, moves Jack. Yeah. It's the best. It's yeah. Ted Drew's. Welcome aboard. TMA to Ted Drew's and the uh, two locations open, 6726 Chippewa and 4224 South Grand. Check them out online at Ted Drew's. Dot com. Welcome aboard to TMA. We hope you have a long stay, just like Ryan Kelly has, Doug, because he's been the title sponsor of this award-winning presentation right. for a decade, Jack. I'm sure he's been to Ted Drew's. Everyone yeah. in St. Louis has been to Ted Drew's. And a lot of people have been to the Home Loan Expert offices or used his services. Gosh, why wouldn't you? Best in town. One of the best in the entire nation, Ryan Kelly and his Home Loan Expert team. If you're looking to buy a house... I'm sure you're thinking, well, the rates are pretty high. They'll come down eventually, and as Ryan always says, you marry the house, you only date the rate, and that rate will change. And when it does, when it goes back down, you can refinance, so don't let the house of your dreams get by just because you're worried about interest rates. Market volatility is because of inflation. Inflation is controlling the rates right now. You need to work with an expert in such a volatile market, and Ryan Kelly and his team are just that. Their customer-first approach to mortgages is what separates them from the competition. They will walk you through all your options and provide expert guidance at every step, ensuring your loan closes as quickly and smoothly as possible, usually in 10 days. They've also got that veteran's loan if you qualify for VA benefits, you can get the Hero Loan. He's got a website for that, HeroLoan.com. You can pay zero money down on your mortgage. He takes great care of the veterans, and he'll take great care of you. That's Ryan Kelly, the Home Loan Expert. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Sir Mortgage. There it is, online at TheHomeLoanExpert.com. That is Ryan Kelly, uh, sponsor of this program now for a decade. A decade he has been the title sponsor of TMA. Secret sauce and Oreo, please and thank you. That's from Ernie Bjorkman. Doug, that's his order. Uh -huh. People are sending in their orders. One of Bjorkman's doing it. Uh, Cardinal Sin, I like that. I like the great pumpkin during the fall time season. Oh, the, yeah. The great pumpkin. 
Plowhawk, what's your go-to? I am... I'm I'm very much so a traditionalist, so usually I will go with the the big boy strawberry sundae and just a light oh, drizzle, of, a light drizzle, of light caramel. drizzle. I like that, Doug. I like really? a light drizzle. Just a light yeah. drizzle of caramel on it. I know Madison loves this pistachio ice cream oh, is yeah. tremendous, oh, oh, oh. and we always get the concrete with the strawberry chocolate chip pecan. So you got chunk really? like little chocolate chips, Texture. you know, chunks of pecan. You got strawberry ice cream. It's this, I mean, I, I have eaten almost everything on that menu. It's OG amazing. I love OG, it. OG original gangster. Uh, Doug, uh, last night, uh, St. Louis's own Stan Crockey won yet another championship. It's his third oh, no. since. Sunday night, July 31st, <laughs> I hear your phone again with the volume turned down. It was Let me guess, the volume is completely down. It's, it's completely down. Absolutely, it is. When you can hear it from here, it's got to be off. Oh, completely. The fact that it's him, too, on the phone made it even better. Like watching your own highlights. Sometimes I'll watch video of my swing. He's just listening to his spots to critique his own material. How can can my voice inflection. Buck swoop, and my my sound is all the way down. It it is now, but it wasn't a moment ago. I just got a text from Jesse. Did you hear the. Did you hear that go off? No, because my phone. She texted us during the commercial break. I know. Did you hear it? Well, no, because no. you weren't here. Well, did you hear it? Well, because I wasn't at the fountain. Well, my phone was up here. I didn't oh, bring my right? phone with me. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. How does the video play up the phone? I don't know. <laughs> Buck Swope sent me the. Uh, he. I may have to cut this video up. <laughs> Buck Swope DM me the Treat Williams interview. So I, all I did was open up Buck Swope's DM and it started playing. Mm. I didn't even click on it. Yeah, I blame Buck for this. No, I thank you, Buck, for doing that. I put it on my Facebook page and started playing. I didn't even click play. Did we finish the Ryan Kelly's birth? We did. I, I think okay. we did, yeah. And Ryan Kelly's about four blocks from my birth home. Oh, Brownwood area, right? Yeah. yeah, probably further than four blocks, but... General area. In the vicinity. That, I'm sure that's why he chose that location. <laughs> no, he did. I go to that Iggy area out here? in that area. Iggy was born here? Oh, I'm going to put my, put my home loan expert building right here. Uh, KG and O-Town, who is in in the 7 o'clock hour, and will be running the board while we are at yes. Ballpark Village tomorrow doing the program, says he will take a plain vanilla Ted Drew's concrete slathered in Andrea's sauce. Oh, wow, what a, what a combination. Tie in all the sponsors at once. Bucking in Sweet and trying to get part of that deal, isn't he? <laughs> Ted Drew's is like the perfect way to end end an evening mm-hmm. you've had dinner or you're with family or friends you go what do we do now it's only like seven o'clock let's go to ted drew's it makes everybody happy <laughs> and you know what Did they do last week and they're very much dog friendly as well we'll bring our dog there yeah. little little mini vanilla cups mm-hmm. for the pups that like the staff there is they're all high school like it looked like majority high school but they're just like chick-fil-a style service it's yeah. in keep and it out keep and it going yep perfect. jackson what treat did you get Chocolate marshmallow concrete. Oh, oh my god! Bill. I like oh. the s'mores concrete, which sounds like somewhat similar. It's similar. I don't like. Uh, you don't like the graham crackers, bro? Yeah, I, don't, I, I want my ice cream to be completely smooth. I don't want anything. Mm. No different consistencies. Gotta smooth, be smooth like Gareth. So it's either gotta be syrup or like marshmallow or ice cream. Marshmallow okay. is nice very play. underrated. It's a nice play. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, Paul. It's what I do. I could never stand marshmallows. Really? I, I love them. I love Even peach. as a kid, I can... Is that right? Is it the texture, bro? I don't know. Just, you know, they were never good, but then you put them over fire, they're burnt, you eat those things. It's just, eh. I never like marshmallows. Oh, s'mores are a good one. I would put that in my hot chocolate. I said, get those out of there. Yeah. Doug, is it Hoosier that Madison and myself was sitting around in the evening looking for a dessert for not going to Ted Drew's? Yeah. 
We're popping two marshmallows on our sticks, turning on the oven. Little s'mores. You're no. roasting marshmallows in the oven. On uh, on the stovetop because it's a gas stove, yeah. you know. So oh. uh, you have the ability to have that, you know, that flame. I think it's a little Hoosier, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a little bit. She's a lighter. Yeah. We're now, so was, close to talking about Stan Kroenke. We're almost oh, there. Oh my bad. Almost yeah, got no, there. We'll get back. We'll get if back. If I was a small animal, I think it was the Buck Swope audio that got us. <laughs> no, if you were like a, so close. If you were a squirrel or a bird, marshmallow would be a good pillow. Think about that. See, that's why we are going to be able to get pillow. to the Kroenke auto. Scrap it. Scrap I guess it. it would be, yeah. If they could get one <laughs> and then put it in the nest. Yeah. Put it in the nest somewhere and not have to sleep on twigs. I don't understand why squirrels and... Why don't you just build a nest and, and live in it? You build a nest to have your babies, then you go lay in a tree. Just hunker down in that nest, bring some marshmallows up there for pillows. Where are they going to get the marshmallows? And take here, all of your nuts and just store them up there, and then you just hang out in your in your nest and eat. Here's the problem. One rainfall, those marshmallows are now sticking to the bird's feathers. Yeah. Oh, Can't yeah. fly. Boom. Natural disaster. Get as comfortable as you can. Well, I don't where want... is a bird going to get a marshmallow? I don't know. Trash. The trash. Have you seen birds rummage through your trash? They raise the lid, and then they rummage around thinking there might be a marshmallow in there. Well, the problem with my complex is they don't close the lid, so there's always raccoons and squirrels just bringing the food out of there, and then you, you're sitting outside. And, where, where did that big pork steak come from? Somebody just threw a pork steak out? No, they grab it out of the trash, and they bring it out into the grass and eat it. Oh. Typically, the marshmallow is the rare thing that's always eaten. You never, like, eat half of a marshmallow and toss it. And the marshmallows are like astronaut food. Those last, like, 50 years. Mm. So they're never bad. You're never throwing away a bag of marshmallows. It's a little bit of preservative in there. <laughs> and why are they so? Why are animals so afraid of you? Like a little, I got a little bunny. Because we could kill them. I'm not, I'm not going to wring your neck. I'm, I'm holding a carrot. Wouldn't you wouldn't be you afraid say, of an animal that's, that's you 20, say, si- no, 20 times there's your guy, size? There's a guy holding a carrot for me. He wants to give me a carrot. I'm running away. Why don't you grab the carrot? What am I going to do to you? Because he's not smart enough. One day I want to hold a panda bear. There you the, go. This, this bunny weighs about uh, five pounds, and, you know, you weigh, what, 150 pounds? I'm not going to hurt you. But how does he know that? How does a rabbit know that? that? I'm, I'm holding just a carrot. Ted Bundy says what am I just taunting you? All those, the car. Take the carrot, then I wring your neck. That's a BMW bug. All okay. those animals out in the yard, they're all scrambling for their lives. They don't know when, what moment's going to be their last one. Well, they must not be smart. What about a bird? A bird is like in the, in the grass, like 30 yards from me. I walk out of my house, and he flies away. Because he knows Do you think I can, can catch it. you? I can't catch you. You can't be. That's you why can he fly. Flew away. He doesn't want you to catch him. I'm nowhere near him. Why risk it? It just makes no sense to me. Well, if you're a bird, why risk it? You don't know if a person's going to kill you. Lots of people kill birds. Well, I had a pet squirrel once. I used to feed the squirrel. He would jump up the tree when I'd come out and jump onto my patio and eat nuts out of my hand. Uh, why can't they all be like that? What's wrong with that one? All the squirrels do that. Why was that one? Because this not one was afraid trained. This one learned to to trust you. Well, Most of them I'm don't. I'm trying to trust the bunny. How many times do I have to hold a piece of carrot or a celery stick in my hand before you'll come get it? But understand, they're not smart enough to understand that. They're smart enough to know that they can eat it. Think about that. If I they, like breast. You yeah. don't have to be a baby to like breast. <laughs> smart enough to, if there's not a potential predator holding it. Well, you have to have to, after all these years, you got to think. But they don't have all these years. I don't have a They've probably been alive for about you. six months. <laughs> 
Well. Good morning. This segment on birds brought to you by another new sponsor of TMA, the Gatesworth. It's from Danny Tanner. <laughs> Doug, did they get on board? I didn't see that. The premise was a lady oh, tree. The premise to start it all was why don't birds get marshmallows <laughs> no. to use as pillows? That's correct. They get them from the trash. I was throwing to Stan Kroenke, whispering in Lisa Salter's ear. Mm-hmm. So strange. <laughs> but instead. Iggy asked what was a wonderful topic starter that I wish we would have led with. No. Why don't birds and squirrels use marshmallows as pillows? Right, because they're so readily Jackson, available. Let's 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 bump Taylor twelve minute ten thirty for that topic on mm. All right, done. <laughs> Thank you. Very right, much. I appreciate Iggy's it. joining us to yeah. talk about <laughs> squirrels. He actually texted me. He was yeah. like, We should bump my segment. Yeah. Can't mm. possibly Doug here is a Stan Crocky after the Nuggets became his third franchise since twenty twenty two. I can't take it. To win a a championship, mm. and uh, he was talking in her ear as opposed to the microphone. The fans were the fans in this town are unbelievable, as you can see, Lisa. Unbelievable, and so it means a lot to us to be able to get this done. And the fans, we couldn't have done it without them. So fantastic! Congratulations to coach and players. Oh. He was in his ear? I can't take uh, it. He was leaning in, like, like Creepy. trying to, in her ear, but the microphone was over to uh, no. Steamer's left. It sounded okay. Like, he doesn't understand. It's th- the microphone that they, picks up the sound. I think the uh, one of the people in the truck probably had to pop the audio up. Big time. would be my guess. What's Stan Kroenke should be arrested. <laughs> I, I still don't get why the owner of the team gets to hold the trophy first and talk all this much. Like, you want a joker to grab it. They spent all the money. His, not, but I mean, he paid for it, but he didn't. He didn't work hard. He didn't spend all the hours in the gym. Why does he? You want to, Josh to get it? He's the owner of the team. That's why. I get. I I get that he spent the money. I just don't think that. I think it's a bad precedent. I think you should change that, and either the coach or the MVP should hold the trophy and speak first. I but thought the way he got the team was, about the was because his wife was going to own it and not him. Because they had the cross-ownership rule. That's correct. Remember that? Yes. Same with his team. His wife is the owner. That's correct. Where was she? And his son owned the Avalanche, supposedly. And you see Missouri, University of Missouri tweeted Uh-oh. out the thing about Josh Kroenke. Yeah. Missouri made. Uh, have you not seen this? Uh-oh. This yeah. is Trump. Oh, yeah. It's actually Congratulating him. pretty tremendous. Which, which account? Uh, Mizzou Hoops. Mizzou Hoops. Thank Jackson, you. what are your thoughts? It was weird. Uh, oh, this is this is putting this is putting him to the test. Well, like I get it from their standpoint. Yeah. Like, do, I, have, do I stand by the party or do I speak honestly? This no, is I'm going to speak honestly. I like I hate it, but like me personally, I understand I have bias. If you're just a Mizzou hoops who runs that account, you have two guys, two Mizzou guys who just won an NBA championship. But part of running a social media account is understanding the room. Right. But also, like, there's people who live in Denver who went to Mizzou. There's, you know, people who I don't understand. I would, but if I'm viewing it through the prism of business and also public relations, which is what these social media accounts are, uh, I would say that this was a negative EV tweet. What upside are you getting by tweeting that out? Meanwhile, a minimum of half the state absolutely loathes that family. Yeah, it's tough. Say, so hey, Josh Kroenke. So it's just my point is, what what upside there? What upside do you get by sending it out? No, I, I mean, what upside do you get from sending any tweet out? Really? Well, I mean, that's that's I, true. Jay. I, I disagree that that's true. It's a it's a nice counter, but you know, if you're promoting something or if you do have a something that is a positive, so let's say Josh Kroenke just played at Missouri 
and Stan Kroenke still owned the Rams in St. Louis. And you're like, oh, yeah, Kroenke, I remember that. He was part of that Elite Eight team in 2002, lost to Oklahoma. And I remember interviewing him. He's bawling his eyes out in San Jose oh, when they he? lost to Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, but whether he has anything to do with the Rams leaving St. Louis or not, the reality is you have some form of awareness that that's going to piss off a large amount of people. And there's just no upside to it. That's what I'm saying. That's this isn't fair. anything directed at you, Jackson. No, I know. It's not fair. Love you, but I'm telling you, I just disagree with that. I think it's a it's a stupid thing to do if if you're Missouri. Yeah. It, I think it'd be if it was like Stan himself, that would be obviously, but that would be weird to just tweet out to Stan. I would have certainly highlighted <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. a lot more considering the recency yes. there and from Columbia. Uh, that's much more of a heartwarming story than Josh Kroenke, whose <laughs> father is uh, Stan. Well, I think it's a stupid thing to do to hate Josh Kroenke because of his father. I mean, I know there's people out there that do that, but I think you just know Josh that Kroenke that, didn't move the team to L.A. I think you just knew that that was going to be the reaction. Are they doing this because maybe Josh will put an influx of millions into the basketball program? He won't. He won't? Okay, no. I, I didn't know what that I would be let me rephrase that. I would be surprised if Josh or any Kroenke puts anything into the Missouri. NFL. Well, then why congrat- or to any charity? Well, then why congratulate him? Then at that point, if you're if yeah, unless you're like trying to kiss up for it, one hundred percent. That's why I, I kind of felt like, hey, maybe we can get a new practice facility or you know extend the stadium a little bit. But players, it, baby, that's what. Oh yeah, the NIL. Players. Do yeah. we know that the Kroenkes have never donated money to the University of Missouri? I don't know that. I do. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. I don't. I don't. I don't oh, know. I'd be. Sh- I'd, I would be. I'd, I'd be. Sh- I'm sure. I'm sure he did. He's a huge yeah. Missouri basketball fan. I'm sure he did. I'd be shocked if he didn't. There's a video I was watching. I don't know why it was on. It was a bragging rights game. I think it was the 89, maybe 88, and Illinois went to the Final Four in 89, right, Plowhawk? Yeah. Lost to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Michigan uh, lost to Seton Hall. Uh, or no, Michigan beat Seton Hall. And, uh, and they cut away after, like, a big play by Missouri, and I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, there's the steamer. There's a young steamer oh, in the stands gosh. at the arena. Steamer yeah. at the arena, they called it. Mm. And I, all the players were hugging on Stan last night. Uh, I was like, ugh. He's God. such a bad person. Jokic's he really brothers is. Not just, were all over him. He's not a bad person just because he took the Rams out. It's some of the other things he's done. Like to those low-income people in Texas who he ran off their ranch. He's got a ranch down there that's like the size of New Hampshire. Remember, the, remember that story? Oh, yeah. And these gross. people were low-income people living on the very edge of it and these... Like manufactured homes and trailer park homes, they'd lived there their whole lives. Older people had no money, couldn't sell it, and he ran them all off. And he was in a suicide note with one of them who ended up killing him, Mm -hmm. and blatantly, directly blamed Stan Kroenke for that. That tells tells you all you need to know about Stan Kroenke right there. Agreed. He is the one of the worst person. Yeah. Yeah, it, it makes me sick to see him walking around the court there like he's done something to win. That's what I'm saying. That's why I don't think that the owner should talk first. I think it's so weak. Like, I think it just is BS. Yeah, I, I think it happens at every sport. I, that it does, and I think it's annoying and dumb. Like, I, I, Stan Kroenke never says a word about the Nuggets, like, maybe the entire time he's owned them, and then yeah. they win a championship, and now he yeah. gets to— Whisper in Lisa Salter's ear. But Doug wasn't it his wife who owned the team. Yeah, that's what that's what we were led what to believe. It? Because you can't own an NFL team in one city and another franchise in a in a second city. That's so, right. So basically, it's like the first person that gets to speak is 
the owner's husband or wife? Like, when did that ever happen? I guess, like, significant it, others. Clearly yeah. a shadow game, and he is the right. emperor. The rules don't apply to him. That's weird. If you have enough money, the rules don't apply. Oh, absolutely. He could privately fund a stadium in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Maybe at that time, I don't even know, certainly no more than 10 people could do that. Again, because I, you know, plenty of, you know, all the, all the owners in the NFL are wealthy, but Dean Spanos is, is not liquid like Crocky, and Crocky could do it, and that's why he got it, and that was it. That'll maybe, wrap it up. Maybe if he came off So as, any rule that they had to break in order to make know, sure that that was going to get done, it was done. If he came off as super intelligent or had any personality at all... You always feel like his charisma when he speaks reminded <laughs> you of, of Reagan. I, no, not in the least. I, I just don't get it. How many people that have been that successful can barely put a sentence together? That, that have zero personal ability to, to talk and communicate to people. Howard Hughes. That, that don't connect. Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. At, at some point, he had to have it. He didn't talk very much. He was in that rec- late recluse. In, late in life, he was, but at some point, he wasn't. I'd love to have billions, but I also wouldn't love to be that personality to have that kind of rap sheet that he has in terms of kicking yeah. people. I, I don't want to be that guy. If that's what it takes to be a billionaire... I would never want to do it because if that's the personality trait you have where you just bulldoze everybody, your friend. I mean, look what he's done to his friends here in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. He has so many lawsuits against people you thought, you know, mm-hmm. call him his friend. That, that to me, no amount of money is worth that. Well, there are billionaires who put their money to good use. I get there it. There are some I of those. It. Yeah. But he is one that, that it's all about how much more can I have. Yeah, at some point, it got has to be enough. They are pandering to the younger generation and possible recruits, just showing that Mizzou Athletics have now won an NBA championship. Get your head out of your ass, Tim. Uh-huh. That's from Jackson's lone wispy pube. Uh, it will definitely help recruit D1 billionaire three-star athletes. That's from Arbor Day, which is a wonderful holiday uh, that celebrates trees. If they can shoot the rock, I don't care. Um, <laughs> oh. Wasn't the stadium named after their daughter until plagiarism accusations came out? No, that was Bill Laurie. Bill Laurie is another brother-in-law, son-in-law of the Walton family. Perfect. They just spread like spiders. They yeah. lay their eggs and just got. And she cheated at USC, right? Or they paid for her grades at USC or something? Oh, that's like that. that. Wow, it's such a small circle. I didn't know that they were related in any way to the Crunkies. Yeah, I think there was a documentary about. It's, a, it's about another them. Walton. Daughter who oh, married Walton's, not Bill Laurie and one married Stan Kroenke. Gotcha. And he used to own the blues for a while. That's what a correct. Fact. And he was kind of bizarre in his own way. Both huge Mizzou basketball fans. Yeah, and good players, too. Bill Laurie played for Memphis State, right? In the Final Four team. Nice family get together there. Yeah. I mean, in the last, uh, I guess we could say two years, if you go Rams, Bengals. Avalanche and now Nuggets, uh, and then the developments, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was a week ago today, uh, big wins in the last year and a half in sports for Stan Kroenke and Saudi Arabia. Yeah. God, what got a lot in common. We... <laughs> they buy whatever they want. I saw he won a fourth. Um, lacrosse. His major was it lacrosse? His major league yeah. lacrosse team. In Denver, I believe? Yeah. Yeah. Major oh, team. Yeah, the Denver Mammoth or the Colorado yeah, Mammoth. Mammoth. Yeah, Mammoth. How's this Arsenal soccer team doing? They're actually uh, pretty good. This they year. hate him as no, much they, there as we do here. I they think. had they they faltered. They were at the top of the table and then don't Man, say table. Man City was, came through oh, on, the, really? on their way to a treble. Yeah. Sup, Pep? Finished fourth. Sup, Tim. I believe they finished. 
uh, believe that they finished fourth, which means that they get to play in Champions League, which is ultimately the goal if you can't win the Prem. Doug, do you have a problem with the yeah, Prem? Yeah, we've got lots of time still, Jackson. You know, what is this Prem? I want to have a Sunda. The Premier League. They, they fin- <laughs> I want to look at the table. They finished second. They so finished what's going on here? five points behind Man City. <laughs> you, oh. you could have said Manchester. That's the Man City. Manchester City. Doug, Europe is blue. City. Think about that. Um, hey, uh, we got a big day tomorrow. We're going to be live from Salt and Smoke doing the program at Ballpark Village. Tom's going to be in studio, as a matter of fact. And uh, and then we will uh, be having TMA Day at the ballpark. You can get your tickets at tmastl.com. They're $30 tickets, and that does uh, include $12 for concession use. Paramount Men's Medical Center sponsors the Strodecast. It's brought to you by Paramount Men's Medical Center. To eliminate problems in the bedroom, call 314-720-8210 for a free consultation, free first treatment, and free gift. Uh, what's the weather going to look like for this uh, TMA Day at the ballpark tomorrow? Uh, glorious tomorrow. Glorious, Doug. Nothing to worry oh, about. Oh, fabulous. In the mid-'80s. Um... A little chilly tomorrow morning, just like it was oh, today. Bill. Yeah, I mean, it was you know, a nape. Yeah, a little 56 degrees this morning when I got up. Um, but by the time the ball game comes around, it's going to be 70-ish, get into the low 80s by the time we're in the fourth or fifth inning, and uh, partly cloudy, which means there'll be times when, because we're going to be in the sun area there, and the sun will go behind the clouds, and we get a nice uh, little uh, cool down. Huh. There it is. So if you've got your third... Helmet of nachos, and you're starting to sweat. Do you think anybody's going to get three? Three of them? No, we have over 100 people, probably a couple hundred, 300 people joining us. So I would say out of some of those, somebody are going to need two or three nacho helmets. Well, you really have to really be committed to that. God. Oh, you got to, I mean, you I'm need sure to ride you could home. Live, yeah, I'm sure you could live through it. You, you, you would immediately pass? I think so. Your stomach would blow up. So you definitely you need to ride home. You can't possibly yeah, do any. There's no driving afterwards. <laughs> so if you're thinking about getting your third, wait till the sun goes behind the clouds and, oh, a little bit cool breeze, I'll eat a third and I won't mm. sweat so much. There you go. The, uh, mm-hmm. you, you've been cleared it's because be the forecast is brought to you by Paramount Men's Medical Center. Got ED or PE? Enhance your performance in the bedroom and see instant results. On your first office visit, 314-720-8210. I think a lot of people are kind of thinking, well, now's not the time to be buying a house. And actually, uh, if you go into uh, some theories with regard to real estate, is that when order is restored, whenever order does restore, the market is going to be going crazy, and you're not necessarily going to see the home values uh, go in your favor. So now, which might be counterintuitive, is the time to buy. And we now have a real estate agent on this program, Jeff Lotman. Doug, I uh, was on a call with Jeff yesterday morning following balloon party boy he's a big tma fan i'll tell you he that. Is? he's really? a big fan of you know he's a big fan of no doug vaughn you're kidding me he he's a big doug vaughn fan huh. he said and he is a he is a big tma fan and he was recently featured in the wall street journal for selling the most expensive home in st louis how about that that's a nice title to have uh, you better believe it brother he joined compass realty to start and build compass st louis into the number one luxury brand in st louis as Compass is uh, the largest luxury broker in the world. But he wants this to be clear to our audience just because he sold the most expensive home in St. Louis. That doesn't mean that he's only selling 
homes that are worth millions and millions of dollars. No, sir. No, sir. No. At all. But it just speaks to his ability to get deals done. He will never turn down a referral, no matter the price. And luxury is much more about the experience than the price. They treat all their clients the same way. He can connect buyers and sellers in other cities across the globe. Visit Jeff Lotman. Dot com J E F F L O T T M A N N dot com. That's J E F F L O T T M A N N. Yeah. Dot com. That's right. That's what it is. It's Jeff Lotman, uh, real estate agent here on T M A. And what you should do is probably think about it. You should also think about sending in an email for our design, air, heating, and cooling email today, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. That'll come your way in an hour. Uh, Tom from Salt and Smoke is going to be in in the 9 o'clock hour, and John Denton is going to be with us in about 10 minutes. Any questions, comments for John Denton, uh, please feel free to send them in. 314-881-TMA5. This morning's column from Denton on MLB.com is about Wilson Contreras and his current issues. Doug, he continues to hit fifth, but he is five for his last 59, uh, three months into the contract that uh, will take you through 2026. But the math says play him, batting fifth. I believe that's what the math says. Buck Swope sent me this text. Buck Swope's texting you. He's texting me. Ah, yes, he's... Texting. That's exactly right. Contreras is slashing 134, 236, 295 since they made him the DH for the week. How about that? Didn't he catch last night? But no, he's saying that week where he was. Oh, that week where they took him all. Yeah. yeah. Since then, May 6th to June 12th, um, where he had the week to learn how to catch. Yeah. But the guy who graduated. It was a camp. Yeah. Fred McGriff, who was in charge of it? I think Fred McGriff. Fred McGriff hitting, hitting video. That's right. <laughs> Tommy Amansky. Mm. Uh, May 6th to June 12th, Doug. May 6th is when uh, he was removed from the catcher's position. And then he had a week to go to the Fred McGriff catching mm. camp. He came back. McGriff was a first sacker. But a great catcher. He's uh, secondary position. Do you want to take a guess on what he is hitting, Doug? 137. 134 since no. he went to Fred McGriff's head, uh, catching camp. Uh, his OPS is 531 since then. So, I went to Mickey Owen baseball camp one year down in Miller, Missouri. How'd it treat you? Oh, I had a great time. I was a sophomore in high school. We did that. With, I went with four or five other guys. Former but Tiger? Mickey Owen was well known for uh, like a pass ball that cost his team the World Series. Something like that happened to him. And you know, then he had a camp to show you how to miss balls. <laughs> is that what he did at the camp? <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Loved it. You know what's great is. Jordan Walker refused to let the organization ruin the beginning of his, what hopefully will be a great career, mm-hmm. by just saying, screw you guys, I'm going to hit normal. Now, granted, he's not good in the outfield. they got to find a different position for him. But he had four bombs, 15 ribbies. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you just play him. Play him every day. Play Gorman every day. Screw the math. Just see what you got with the two young studs. How about you Luke just and see Baker? What you got. Baker tore it up in AAA. Let him play Has he for a month. all the last couple games? Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah. when you trade Goldschmidt. Isn't he a first baseman? He is, mm-hmm. or DH. I think uh, Walker will be a first baseman. I do, too. I think he'll probably be Goldschmidt's replacement. Doug, I just received uh, this to my Hubbard email. I'm uh, more of a team of at InsideSTL.com guy, but you can use the app to communicate with us. Uh, usually people send them to the show as a whole, uh, but this one is uh, sent directly to me. Doug Vaughn's baseball takes are absolutely 
or an absolute aberration. Let me get this guy's CV. No way he went to prep school at Backer Memorial. He's never been challenged in his life, and his mouthpiece is busted. Joe Torre is a great manager. Managers do make a major difference in a ball club's success. What an awful, awful take. My great-grandfather, Leo DeRocher, is rolling in his grave. Not the cardinal way. Everyone seems to be coming around. Well, I'm not, Doug. That was sent to my email. I took so a real I'm, scalding. I'm, re- I'm, I'm responding, and I've included your email since it seems like his issue might be more with your opinions, but he was kind enough to send it to me about your opinions. Well, Joe Torrey wasn't that great a manager here. Why, why do you suppose that was? Could it have been the players he had here? You guys will have a chance to have a discourse. Yeah. And well, he didn't to follow. The players he had in New York. You think that made any difference at all? You know, the math. Torrey refused the math here, and then he accepted it there in New York. I love Joe Torre. He's my, one of my favorite players in high school when I was a kid, anyway. And I love Leo DeRocher, your great-grandfather, if Leo that's true. I remember a uh, Johnny Carson uh, Tonight Show with uh, Don Rickles, and Leo DeRocher was on there. And Leo DeRocher, <clears throat> God, he had to be like 80 at the time. He's sitting over there almost like passed out, you know, st- head nodded, and Don Rickles looks over. Isn't this fun, Leo? We're staying up late. <laughs> I just remember that. Really? He apparently was quite the ladies' man, Leo DeRoche. Oh, he had yeah, Hollywood he was. Uh, girlfriends. And, uh... He was on the Munsters one time. Yeah. <laughs> he, he made it big if he made it on the oh, Munsters. Oh, yeah, he was out, uh, I think he had Jane Mansfield once. That's uh, somebody like that. Yeah, he had quite a few ladies yeah. out there. But even even the greatest managers have some horrible teams. Whitey Herzog had some terrible teams with the Cardinals. That means he's not a good manager. It's it's a player's game. Yeah, got to the point is. that he quit. They were so bad. Yeah. It's a player's game. And you say that about Whitey, but does the manager make a difference? He, he makes some difference, yeah, but not probably not enough to turn a bad team into a good one. I don't think any manager is that good. No, a manager can evaluate talent and see things and put a lineup together that's going to have the best chance to succeed that day. Used to be that instead way. Instead of putting the old trash out there every day because mm-hmm. analytics say he's got to play against him. No, yeah. you put who you think is going to have a good day, and this is the lineup I'm putting out there today. Yeah, and a lot of it, I think, is just uh, making the players want to play for you. Just kind of having a good rapport with the players, have their backs, be confident. Yeah, try, not, try to help them have a good time out there, and instead of just being so tense all the yeah, time. Yeah, not throwing your player under the bus five games in yeah. the season. That's yeah. Doug. I uh, I sent an email back to the gentleman, including you in on it, so you guys could talk about <laughs> your opinion, which candidly doesn't involve me. No. Uh, but it turns out the email that the gentleman sent, the critical email of your opinion, was a burner account and oh, bounced wow. back. So I'm, yeah, I'm a little surprised by that after 20 years of yeah. seeing this. Well, I don't care if you disagree with me. I would, I would expect lots of people would disagree. Well, big old fan disagreed with the plowhawk, and we cleared the lines for him. Right. And then we went to Mike Lee. <laughs> and big old fan is back. Uh, odd take. They sent Walker down to improve his swing and get the bell in the air. Ball, I guess. He comes back and starts doing that, and it's cards, no credit. And it's cards get no credit. And I know, but he said he was doing what he wanted to do to get better. But who cares? The goal is to get him driving the ball, and he and he is. Looks like cards figured it out. That's from Big Old Fan. This is a guy that lives and dies by what the Cardinals do. It's clearly, that's not accurate. What he just said is completely inaccurate. Jordan Walker has literally stated. Rip him. Saying he did not follow the Cardinals' orders. He said, I want to hit the ball how I want to hit the ball. I'm not going to hit the ball at all. That's what he said. Yeah, it doesn't mean he won't so hit he did, a home did, run now and then, big bull fan. Yeah, it's he like hit a home he, run. Ah, look, he's 
Listen to him. He's in the ball in the air. He said a lot of line drives, too, on the ground. This is what the Cardinals want, and to get the dumb the dumbs of the fan base right here. The ones that follow blindly as if it's like a, you're a fly and it's just like the Cardinals are just this big gleaming neon light and you're just <laughs> setting up to fail, boys. Jordan Walker's last seven days, nine for 21 with two home runs. He is hitting 429 with a 1.240 OPS. I don't know. Maybe you move him up to five and drop Contreras I, I down really, lower. I, I, I honestly, I was surprised he was hitting as low as he was when they debuted this season, but I thought, okay. I looked at the lineup. I always talked about super random, but the first time I saw the Cardinal lineup, what it was really going to be for this season, and it wasn't when they played the Blue Jays for the home opener. It was this spring training game, the final one, uh, I guess on the other side of the state because the Orioles moved to the, to the Gulf side. And I looked at the lineup, and I go, damn, this lineup looks like it could really be good. And Walker was hitting seventh or eighth. I think he was hitting eighth. And I'm like, okay. And I think Edmund was hitting behind him. And I'm like, it's kind of like they have two different ways to get you, whether it be at the start of the lineup or down there with, with Walker and Edmund. And then it, then you turn it back over. But then you wind up having all kinds of issues with the lineup out of the gate. And the one that was the biggest in April, I thought, was Nolan Arenado. He just isn't going to get a lot of criticism because he's a Hall of Fame ball player, but he was so bad in April. Then you start getting into the Walker gets sent down thing. Contreras is no longer catcher thing. The Zach Thompson thing, which I know flies under the radar, but that was a strange move. You had the Tyler O'Neill effort thing. And then a bunch of injuries, and the lineup looks like a totally different thing. Alec Burleson was playing every day suddenly uh, with no real results to justify it, unless there's an analytic I'm not familiar with on on that front, um, outside of how well he was uh, able to hit in the minor leagues last year. And so the thing looks totally different than it did two and a half months ago. But Walker, really, I think, next to to Gorman, I think he might have been, with all his major league at-bats, the most consistent guy that's been in the Cardinal lineup this year. Mm -hmm. And I, I recognize he took a month off, to, uh, quote, get it right in Memphis, but uh, he was hitting before he just was hitting the ball on the ground more so. And I, I did, I liked them sending him down. And I'm not saying that, look, I was right because I liked him sending him down. I liked that they did have a spot where they were playing so many outfielders. And if they wanted to figure out what they had with O'Neill, Carlson, and Newt Bar, and I guess Burleson, then fine, and if you're concerned with something that Walker's doing, then fine. But the risk on that is it could psychologically impact him. And I know John Denton, who's going to join us here in a matter of moments, really thought that it may and was very critical of the move, outspoken about it. I tip my cap to him for doing that. That might be why he's getting one-word answers when he asks Ellie Marmol questions, mm-hmm. but good for him. Um, but it, it, it's clearly worked. You want to talk about psychological damage? I know Jordan Walker's 21 years old, but I decided that that data that, that – Buck Swope sent since he was removed from the Cardinal catching position uh, what you see with, with Wilson Contreras and that is he's hitting a buck 34 since that day and he has an OPS of 531 since that day so it looks like the 21 year old was able to navigate whatever issues he may have been having but Contreras who John Denton spoke with after the game last night talked about his confidence is absolutely wrecked and he's still hitting fifth. Meanwhile, Walker's still at the bottom of the lineup, and and he's been one of the hottest bats in the game, uh, which is that's incredibly exciting. If the season's going to be a write-off, if you have some momentum with Jordan Walker, that's one that can get you fired up. 
uh, because he has clearly righted the ship. We will talk about it with John Denton coming up in our 9 o'clock hour. Uh, the great Tom Schmidt will also be with us in the 9 o'clock hour. If you are looking for a company to get jewelry from, we would like to recommend Glenn Betts Jewelers. That's Glenn Betts Jewelers online at G-L-E-N-N-B-E-T-Z Jewelers.com. Glenn Betts Jewelers in business in St. Louis since 1941, operated by the third and fourth generation of the Betts family. The Glenn Betts difference is you are served personally, not sold. Glenn Betts Jewelers develops relationships through generations of your family as well. They get to know your likes, lifestyle, and who and what you love. The three L's. GlennBettsJewelers.com, located one mile east of 270 on Manchester. In De Pere, in the jewelry business, there is good, better, and then there is Betts. The Betts family passion for serving their customers has been passed down from generation to generation. It's Glenn Betts Jewelers. And we were talking about the great... Uh, barbecue in the St. Louis area? Well, Heavy Smoke Barbecue is another wonderful place to go. If you have not tried it out, we would like to recommend you check out Heavy Smoke. Chris Schaefer competes almost every weekend around the country in the biggest barbecue competitions, and he is a three-time world championship barbecue winner. He owns and operates Heavy Smoke which is right off of I-70 in St. Peter's at the Cave Springs exit on the Outer Road. Chris's meat is the most succulent, slow-cooked, perfect party in your mouth you've ever experienced. Succulent? Succulent. I like that word. It's not a bad word. It's a fun word. What's the best thing on the menu there? What, what does the guy order when he Hey, what was the thing that you loved so much? Uh, they're brisket. I guess they're kind of like brisket egg rolls. That's right. Brisket Philly cheesesteak egg, egg rolls is exactly right. Uh, the, the, he has a bunch of different sauces that are kind of unique. Uh, with some pineapple in them, some blueberry. I know that sounds crazy, oh, and they're yeah. so damn good. I thought, you know, when you go to a barbecue place, you're not necessarily going, oh, I'd like the turkey. You might be a guy who'd get the turkey. I like the turkey chicken. Turkey chicken, usually. I like the chicken, yeah. And it's so good. Would you say succulent? You know what? That's the word I was going to When I use. think of the word succulent, I think uh, like at a pig roast. And they got the big whole pig with an apple mm. in its mouth going against a spit. That's succulent. Yeah. And you cut off a little piece and the juice oh, is running succulent. out. succulent. <laughs> now it's succulent. succulent. I don't think I can do that. I can't look yeah. at a, the whole animal there and see his face and everything and cut off part of it. Well, Iggy would. It's succulent. What do you I have. I'm in a pig roast. You cut that first piece off, ah. it's succulent. Homemade sides. He's a barbecue genius. They do catering as well. If you're looking for something for Father's Day, this would be perfect. Uh, you're not in the mood to cook. Want to let Dad relax? Great. Get heavy smoke BBQ. Dot com heavy smoke bbq dot com to maybe that's what I'm gonna do. I'll sal in on Sunday, watch the U.S. Open. It'll be a late one, I guess. Iggy, uh, uh, in L.A., yeah. Rory McIlroy is gonna be playing like at 8:30 on. Uh, he'll still be on the course like at 8:30 on on Thursday. You're watching Brooks Koepka lift that trophy. Is that what it's gonna be? Uh, Iggy's got. I'm gonna go with Scotty Scheffler. If you're Are interested, you? Doug. And uh, I'll, I'll throw a long shot for a uh, value play on uh, Eric Cole. Uh, the pride of Abacoa. Uh, heavy Smoke, bbq.com. Get it catered through Chris and Heavy Smoke, bbq.com. John Denton joins us on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Ryan Kelly Morning After from the Michelob Ultra Studios. Ryan Kelly, the home.